So would you be surprised to learn that less than half of Australian children play outside each day? That, that was a shock to me. This is out of a new study from the Melbourne Children's Hospital looking into the way that we play with our kids or our grandkids, our, uh, you know, the kids that are in our lives. Uh, and parents and grandparents are bored with playing with their kids or they find it too difficult they kids are spending more and more time on digital devices. I'm really interested in how you used to play, like how you know what did you do? One double three, eight eighty two. This one from Michael, who says, um, when we were children, if we ever said we were bored to mum, she would give us chores. So I was never bored. Also, I remember at certain times mum would ban us from the house and we had to stay outside and play. I'm the youngest of five kids, says says Michael. Um, Yeah, I used to get sent outside to play too, but times have changed and we thought it would be good um, to catch up with somebody who knows a little bit about playing with kids and how we can get them to get outside. And her name is Nicole Pates and she's from Western Kids Health. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining in. What do you make of this survey that shows that um, children are outside? Not nearly enough, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree with you there. Um, it's really sad, but but I'm not surprised at the results. Really, it just echoes what we're seeing and and hearing from parents all across Australia and the world. So. What is it that's stopping parents from letting their kids go outside, and how can we change it? Well, that's that's a really tricky and complex question, and um, this survey is uh, has been across kids from one to eighteen, so that's a large age range. And I think that you know sometimes we forget that you know teenagers are still kids, um, and it's it's complex. And I, you were right; the world the world's changed a lot um, from now to when I grew up. You know, when <laughs> born in the eighties, it's it's a lot of it's a very different world, and I think. Um, not just, you know, that the housing is different and society is different. Like there's this huge focus on zero risk, so kids not being hurt. Um, you know, we all, like there's that exposure to the news all the time. We're always hearing about bad things happening you know, to our kids and we want to protect them. And like our role as parents, like the expectations and the expectations we have on ourselves is, has really changed but, in that time frame. Are parents more risk averse with their children now, more worried about them, you know, climbing up a tree or going down a slide than they used to be? Yeah, and and well, the study that we're that we're looking at from the Royal Children's um, Hospital, they they show there's a difference, obviously, between metro and regional rural families. Yeah, but, of course. Um, which you know, I grew up rurally. I grew up in Bustleton, so um, it's a bit of a different different way of life, that's for sure. But. Um, you know, lots of parents, the term risky play, like that's used for climbing trees and going fast and rough and tumble play. And, and the word risk makes lots of parents shudder. But um, we have to, they have to use the word risk for how they study it. But really, yeah. it just means adventurous and, and thrilling and the kids problem solving and, and, and deciding, you know, can I do this and, and giving it a go. It doesn't mean like a catastrophic injury or doing something that's going to end in a disaster. But like, that's really hard, I guess, to, to communicate to parents, but parents don't. Yeah. Naturally it's kind of parents protecting their kids, which comes from a place of love, but you know, it's not just protecting them from physical harm. Unfortunately, we're protecting them from failure, disappointment, you know, and that, um, and disagreements and that, that costs 
them later in life. I yeah. guess with their resilience. And... So how do we how yeah. do we make it safe for kids to go outside and give parents the peace of mind to get their kids outdoors doing activities sometimes even on their own? How do we do that, Nicole? Yeah. Well, another hard question, Joe. You're throwing them at me today. Um, it's it's you know younger kids need more supervision, especially our babies, because they don't. They of don't course. have the, the I mean, same abilities. Yeah. <laughs> no, but even even they aren't getting outdoors enough, like on most days, and and um and they still they can still do a lot more than and then we're still really capable. But it's kind of I guess, um, I don't know if you've if you've been on social media lately, just the word play, like parents think of you know worksheets or play trays inside or perfect curated toy rooms and. You know, there's like whenever I speak to parents, they have this expectation that they need to drive play and they are responsible for it to have to be purposeful or educational. And there's this unrelenting pressure to entertain their kids. And that's not right. Like, I know that's not right, but that's that's kind of the message that, that parents are getting these days. So how do we, and I, think so, the, yeah. I was going to say, how do we encourage the kids to have free play and accept that? How, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, well, firstly, you need good play spaces for them to play in. I don't know if you've noticed, it's pretty hot in Perth and, and lots of the parks <laughs> don't have any shade or trees or yeah. water fountains. Um, and that's really hard. Like it's hot out there. Like our society is built for cars. Like you don't notice that the pavement's burning hot. Um, and, you know, our UV is high and, and parents are worried about those things with kids and teens. Like, you know, they don't want to go to a park with a slide and a swing. Where's the basketball court or the, you know, the challenging, so, like, you know, there's very little, little, there's little equipment across the age ranges out in outdoor park spaces. So how do we fix say. it as, as care, as carers? How do we fix that problem? What, how do we get it to happen? Well, I think as a parent, there's, there's certain things that I guess we can do to try and help. And that's giving our child the time and I guess freedom to have that unstructured play outside. Um, and that's really hard with busy, busy lives. Like I know lots of mums like me and, and dads are juggling like home life and work life. Um, but but really like there's so much structured play and structured, I guess, like sport activities, especially for our primary and teens, primary school kids and teenagers. They, you know, they've got something on every single afternoon. Like when is that downtime to have that opportunity to play? Um, and the environment, so the possibilities, like what what can we give out? Like is it a box or a stick or is it a, um, um, some monkey bars or is it even just, you know, stopping in at the park on the way home and being like, okay, here's 20 minutes, but it's a really, we're really busy as a society, I guess, that to, to like to, I guess, it, I don't know, I guess in my mind lots of people don't understand that it's a priority to, to do that because... Um, that's what I'm trying to do is spread that awareness about how important it is to get outside with the kids or for the kids to have that time outside and to and to challenge themselves with that risky or adventurous play. Yeah, well, let's let's hope that we can encourage them to do so. And thanks very much for your time this afternoon, Nicole. That's okay. That's fine, Joe. Um, if yeah, that's what I'm trying to do is you know help give parents an easy way to mitigate those barriers. Yeah. getting like you know hot or cold or you know or what do I do if I'm worried my child will hurt myself make it really easy and so they can step back and that's that whole like the whole social media to try and give parents those tools and make it easier so it is relatable and it's simple play and it's demystifying and you know it helps them that way yeah well thanks for your time Nicole that's Nicole from Western Kids Health um 
on the on the um, what am I trying to say? On the text line, um, Ben says, "I grew up on a wheat and sheep broadacre farm in the wheat belt." near Wotheroo, Joe, and I only had one rule, be home by dinner. And I tell you, it was the best upbringing a kid could have. Also, it was a different time back then, but it sure was the best. Um, ben, thanks for that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. We were lucky, weren't we? Um, Ryan from Armadale says, I have two boys that both have devices that are only allowed to have them on on a Friday night or a couple of hours over the whole weekend, a little bit of t- of TV. Otherwise, they're playing outside, getting their getting dirty and enjoying the fresh air and using their imagination. And Ryan, that is the best thing you can give them. Hi, Carol. Hi. Um, I think everyone said what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I um, brought up my children, the Pilbara, and they had they just played outside the whole time. We sailed, we went down the beach. And they were really inside the house, but now they've grown up and they've got their children playing outside constantly, right? And mm. I, I get involved too. My daughter-in-law is amazing. She's got, she's got her the boys playing just about half the day, three quarters of the day. They're in, in and out, and she takes them out. And when they go to the parks, she's with them, even though she, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of it can be done. It's nothing's impossible. No, it can, and I, I just sort of wonder. I, I was just a little bit sad, Carol, to see that you know less than half of children get to play outside every day. I, you know, it just seems to me that they should all be doing that every day. Beautiful parks and things that we have in WA. Sorry, we, well, we do. Bayswater has got water parks with, with shade and things. You know, there's things around that are available. You just got to locate them. Yeah, and the shade, shaded playgrounds. There are. There are. I agree with you, Carol. I mean, unfortunately, uh, Nicole was right when she said that there are a lot of parks uh, with not enough shade, but that's changing. And you can always go early in the morning. Interested to know whether you play with your kids or grand grandkids, and what you what you think you can do to get kids off their devices and into the fresh air, like Ryan has done with his. Uh, Andrew says, hi, Joe. I have two girls. When they were younger, I just played with them outside as much as possible, beach, park, backyard, front yard. As a result, they still play sport as teenagers. There's so much for kids these days, skate parks, nature parks, BMX, pump tracks, footy fields. It really isn't that hard, says Andrew. But, Andrew, these statistics show that lots of kids aren't as lucky as your two girls, and I want to hear people's tips and hints for how to do that. On the issue of whether Sam should wear a tie, Gary says, Sam, wear a tie. I saw you on the web. You would look fantastic in a white shirt and a classic Hawaiian tie, Sam. Sam's looking at me through the glass. You know what girlfriends are about. They're just protecting their property, says Gary. (laughs) Thanks very much for that.